1: Vera, Chuck, and Dave must be 64 by now, at least. (laughs) um, Actually, they'd be, yeah, no. They might be, yeah. This is the true beginning of what John called Paul's granny shit, I would say. (laughs) Which which is, in fact, this is one of the first songs Paul ever wrote, so deep down Paul is a big old cornball. I'm not as annoyed by this song as others. It's just funny to me that young Paul considered 64 to be super old. <laughs> Structurally, there's some intriguing elements to it, like the backing vocals, but, you know, it just doesn't do it for me.
0: Yeah, you know, it is pretty funny that Paul would write a song like that as an even younger man than he was there. And, you know, I do like the message that he is trying to conjure up, like the sentiments of like domestic bliss that he talks about is something that i love about paul and but i think he does that a lot better in like his later work like notably the McCartney album and especially ram where that's domestic bliss is really like the central theme of those records um but like listening in preparation for this like this song isn't as bad as i remember but it's just not my thing i don't know it's Songs like this are yep. why I really don't like this album as a whole, I think. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well. It, again, it's like, like I, I, we've talked about before, where it's like a lot of these songs by Paul are kind of like Beatles songs for your parents. Like, yep. I can't imagine like a teenager being into this song.
1: Right, and this album is supposed to be about the Subra of Love generation. Right. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's singing about, you know, being old. I don't know.
0: Also, Vera Chuck and Dave is pretty clunky of a line. Like, that, that just made me chuckle.
1: And Dave. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and Peggy. The first of the Sgt. Pepper songs to be recorded, When I'm 64, was originally intended to be the B side to Strawberry Fields Forever. Hmm. Yeah. The difference. It wouldn't be a double A side.
0: No, I think they chose wisely.
1: The song dates back to the Beatles' earliest days. Paul had composed it on the family piano at 24 Flynn Road, Liverpool, when he was about 15. Back then, I wasn't necessarily lucky to be a rock and roller, Paul said. When I wrote When I'm 64, I thought I was writing a song for Sinatra. There were records other than rock and roll that were important to me.
0: Now that makes sense.
1: Yes, he kept trying writing songs for Sinatra, and Sinatra ended up using one of George's songs at the concert. Oh, which one was that? Something. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he credited, it, but he did credit it to Lennon and McCartney. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Poor George.
0: Hey, that bird could sing.
1: Mmm. And his bird is green.
0: Oh, get that checked out, Frankie.
1: McCartney used to perform a variation of When I'm 64 on piano in the Cavern Club era, when the Beatles' equipment occasionally stopped working. The song was dusted down in 1966, the year McCartney's father, Jim, turned 64. Mm -hmm. When When I'm 64 focuses on a young man anxiously looking towards old age. The vocals were sped up in the studio to make them sound more sprightly. The music is suitably old-fashioned, with a music hall melody and an arrangement prominently featuring George Martin's clarinet score. Paul said, I thought it was a good little tune, but it was too vaudevillian, so I had to get some cod lines to take the sting out of it and put the tongue very firmly in cheek. It's pretty much my song. I did it a Rudy tootie variety style. George helped me on a clarinet arrangement. Of course, when George Warren was 64, I had to send him a bottle of wine.
0: Uh, yes. You know, I can see him, like, trying to do a tongue-in-cheek thing, but that's just so hard for Paul to pull off. Like, he can't sell that at all. It's not him.
1: <laughs> no, his tongue's always out. Mmm. On December 6, 1966, the Beatles recorded Christmas Messages for the Pirate Stations, Radio London, and Radio Caroline. Afterwards, they spent some time rehearsing the song before two takes of the rhythm track were recorded. Two days later, without the other Beatles being present, Paul McCartney added his lead vocals to take two. The song was then left until December 20th, when McCartney, John Lennon, and George Harrison taped backing vocals and Ringo Starr played chimes. One of 64 is completed the next day with the overdub of the three clarinets. During the mixing stage, meanwhile, McCarty decided the song needs speeding up. On December 30th, they scrapped all previous mixes and created a new mono one, which raised the key from C to D flat major. McCarty in his li- The Lyrics book, which came out a few years ago, he said, I once ran into a lady who played piano at old people's homes. She said, Mr. McCartney, I hope you don't mind, but I've had to update when I'm 64 to when I'm 84, sometimes even when I'm 94. Those people think 64 is rather young. I wrote what I'm 64 when I was 24-ish, so 64 seemed very old then. Now it looks quite sprightly. Yeah, we're we're sitting here as young and carefree, you know, and 64 still doesn't seem that old. No, nowadays it
0: it does not. That's uh, yeah.
1: (laughs) I know people who are sixty (laughs) four. I know people who are
0: older. uh,
1: uh, Yeah, I have a parent that's seven years older. Yeah. But Carney's manuscript for the song sold for fifty five thousand seven hundred dollars, equivalent to one hundred two thousand in twenty twenty one, at Sutterby's London in September nineteen ninety four. According to author George Case, all the songs in Sgt. Pepper were perceived by contemporary listeners as being drug inspired. And even with this song, <laughs> uh, the, ly- the lyric digging the weeds was a possible drug illusion. <laughs> like, that that's ridiculous.
0: As someone who was, like, literally digging weeds out of my garden,
1: like, come on. <laughs> hey, man. Hey. It's a family show. Hey. Hey, you've got to hide your weeds away. <laughs> In August 1967, the Beatles book published an article discussing whether the album was, quote, too advanced for the average pop fan. One reader complained that all the songs except Sgt. Pepper and 1M64 were over our heads, adding, the Beatles ought to stop being so clever and give us tunes we can enjoy. <laughs> right. Same. Oh. Yeah. My, my poor brain can't handle <laughs> I can't handle the
0: weirdness that is this can't album. Ha-
1: I can't handle lovely Rita. Oh, my God. <laughs> my, my poor mind. The, when I'm 64 was included in the, the animated film Yellow Submarine. It was also used over the opening credits of the 1982 film The World According to Garp. I'm sure that money went to Michael Jackson. Sure. Tim Briley writes that What I'm 64 represents the McCartney side of Elvis's corny hokum. Walter Everett agrees with Riley's description, adding that this penchant for the audience charming vaudeville sketch led to McCartney preferences that Lennon detested the most. Mm-hmm. BBC music critic Chris Jones describes the song as pure nostalgia for his parents' golden age and cites this as an example of Sgt. Pepper being less a kicking out of the jam's War is spreading them on scones at tea time.
0: I could go for that right now.
1: And It's not tea time yet. Uh, on the occasion of McCarty's 64th birthday in June 2006, a month after the singer's separation from his wife Heather Mills, Paul Valley of The Independent wrote an appreciation that focused on the song's message. Describing McCartney's birthday as a cultural milestone for a generation, Fowley commented that the widespread support for the former Beatle and corresponding derision of Mills tells us more about us than it does about her. To mark the occasion, McCartney's grandchildren recorded a new version of 1M64 for him at Abbey Road. In the New York Times, Sam Roberts likened McCartney's failure to fulfill the song's promise of retirement age contentment with bills to America's divorce rates and other socioeconomic problems afflicting citizens in their 60s. Sounds fun.
0: Yeah, it sounds like that's a great story for parties.
1: Love counts zero. <laughs> no love in <laughs> no one love year old.
0: No love in one year old, yes.
1: You lost that love in the family. Oh, Josie scale, I'm going to give this a Josie.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be a Josie for me as well. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.